Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to him, kid. This is our new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. So who you're talking to? Hello and spot one, two, three, sixty fans. We are back with big guests, the week's hottest pro wrestling headlines. We're going to be covering news. We're going to be talking Nancy Grace. We have got it all for you. Thank you for tuning in on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Christy Olson. Jimbo Slice will be back next week as he has gone and gotten himself hitched. Mark Donica is hanging out in the booth. Hey, Mark. What's up, Christy? And we, of course, have the man, the one and only, the legend, Sean X-Pac Waltman. Hello, hello. Sean. Hey there. How you doing? Oh, I'm phenomenal today i like that. Oh, i got i got up i went i went over and did the series show at maria this morning and i was missing my dog so much i was like i was really sad on the way over there you know and um i walk into the studio and there's just this beautiful little white maltese um oh, with this lady her name is tomar geller and she's like a dog whisperer oh yeah and uh, oh my God! It just it it lit me up, and it it really uh, helped helped me start the day off right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it says a lot about a person when they're a dog lover. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Something must be wrong with you. And, and <laughs> look, I'll like I'll give exceptions to people that had like childhood trauma involving dogs. They were sure. attacked by a dog, so I can understand that. But other than that, like there's gotta be something wrong with you if you don't dig dogs. If you don't love dogs. Something wrong with you. <laughs> Agreed. And so do our dogs. Well, everybody's talking today about Miss Nancy Grace. Yes, people in pro wrestling are talking once again about Nancy Grace. You thought I was going to say, like, Seth Rollins or, you know, blah, somebody like that. No, blah, no. Nancy, blah, Nancy Grace. Grace. <laughs> what do you suppose she's gotten done this time, Sean? Well, she was on the Jim and Sam show this morning. This is hot. This has just went down. And they started to not take her to task, but they really asked some hard-hitting questions about her past comments about pro wrestling. And she talked about when DDP was on her show in 2014. You know what? Let's just roll it. Yeah, let's let's roll some of this footage. Diamond Dallas Page, who was on your show, was furious. I don't know if you remember about... I do remember. About, you know, coming on your show. And he said I thought he came he on on false pretenses. He was a and... perfect gentleman. He could not have been nicer. 
and I don't want him to feel bad, and I feel bad <gasps> that he feels bad. Mm-hmm. But the fact remains that in the wrestling industry, there is a very high occurrence of untimely deaths for a lot of different reasons, and I feel that it's the industry's fault. Mm-hmm. I don't think these guys and women, but mostly guys, are the ones dying inordinately young. I don't think that they are told all the risks of what they're getting into. So oh when boy. the people that you that you advocate for when you're saying this, like this is your intention to advocate for these people, when the people that you're advocating for come to you and say, we don't need you doing that for us, we don't like what you're doing, don't do it. Thank you, Sam. I've rarely had that happen. It happened in this case. Yes, and she's just not running in a circle. Wrestler. He did not like the way and the I show mean, went. And most wrestlers that watch that, especially like... I disagree like, with you. I mean, I talk to wrestlers all the time. I know you talk to wrestlers all the time, and you have talked to several wrestlers that said that. Right. But that does not mean most wrestlers. Yeah, it does. So a huge amount. She's invalidating her own point. Said that. <laughs> right. I hear you. I respect that. And I'm sorry they feel that way. I, I really don't know what else you want me to say. But you're not. Don't you like you? You, you mentioned the news tie-in. And I again, there's a there's a weird line with public service and reporting something, and when it becomes, hey, this is the thing that I can associate myself with. And, and you know, you, you're kind of denying that fact. Okay, let me just set it straight right now. Yeah, oh, you set it straight, Nance. Sorry that you guys clearly don't like what I do. I feel bad about it. No, so, you don't. There. You obviously don't like me. That's okay. So I'm okay with my show, and I'm okay with representing crime victims. And it's like I, I, the two of you are just so anxious to like throw a shot at me. That's okay it's too. It's not throwing an It's not throwing a shot at you. It's not. As I was saying before you interrupted. But it's not. But you're saying something um, inaccurate. I'm not throwing I a shot at you. Don't mind. And I'm sorry the wrestlers feel that way. But the truth is that a huge amount of wrestlers die at a young age for a lot of different reasons, and that is what that screen was for. Now, if you okay, Nancy. Well, you could hear her voice crack a little bit there towards the end. I've heard enough of this bitch. And she said, well, she says that she almost cried. They almost brought her to tears. Uh, and she went on. She's on a whole oh, press Jesus. tour right now for something. So she went on The View after this. She called Jim and um, Sam Beavis and Butthead. So, you know, she's not very nice either. Good one. And again, so she ended up walking out, kind of really storming out of this interview. But, you know, I think Jim and Sam saw this as an opportunity to finally get the answers from Nancy Grace that wrestling fans want about why she has this opinion, why she continues to say this, even though wrestlers don't want her advocating for them. And they took that opportunity and more power to them, man. Yeah. And and, I mean, they didn't just. It was more than just the wrestling, but that's the part that that we're talking about right now. Uh, here's the thing, you know, she wasn't very happy with how she was treated on on Jim and Sam show, uh, but she was treated one hundred times better than she treated the guests that came on her show. Mm-hmm. She was so rude to so many people on that show, cutting them off, shutting their mics off, uh, ridiculing them for their for, for having a different opinion. And then, I mean, they were very polite to her. I, I thought they were just fine. Well, and her ambushing people with these questions, like what she did to DDP, yes. which was just days after Ultimate Warrior had That's passed right. away. And, I, and when I heard that Dallas was going to go on that show, I warned Dallas. Yeah. I did. I said, don't you do it. 
She's going to fucking ambush you. And it's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. They did. They talked a little bit as well. They kind of took her to task about saying that she capitalizes on dead kids and murder victims. And she was saying, well, I'm advocating for them and we help find missing people. And, you know, she's really good at turning it around. Uh, and it's scary. Oh, come on. And, and you know, she's talking about, oh, we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. Are you fucking kidding me? It's pretty obvious what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah, I think you're better to speak for wrestlers yes. than Nancy Grace. So we go ahead do and do that. Not, I think I speak for almost everyone. We do not need you, Nancy Grace, as an advocate for professional wrestlers. We don't fucking need it. And 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 another thing is like, look, wrestling. Yeah, at 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 one time wrestling, you know, uh, along with a lot of other industries and. Uh, you know, uh, forms of, of athletics, mm-hmm. uh, entertainment, whatever, um, haven't always had the best track record of, you know, when it comes to safety of their performers. Uh, but WWE has done an amazing job uh, of evolving from, you know, from us not having trainers and, you know, mats around the ring. Just, I mean, I can name a bunch of things. Just the, the wellness policy in general, making mm-hmm. sure everyone's healthy. <clears throat> these, these things all, um, you know, they've evolved and uh, to the point where you don't, you don't wrestle for WWE if you're not healthy. That's just how it works now, Nancy. So um, go find somebody else to advocate for. <laughs> Keep talking Sorry about kids or called whatever. Her a bad, sorry I called her a bad name. I don't want to be that way on the show. Okay, well, we'll, we'll take that. Bitch. <laughs> we'll give her that. You, you're going to be hanging out with Jim and Sean. Uh, Jim and Sam, week, too. Right? Sorry, Jim and, Sean's going to be hanging out with Jim and Sam yes, on I'm gonna, Friday? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a red eye on Thursday night. Get in Friday morning and beeline it right to the serious building be on Jim and Sam show. Yeah, on be what? behind it quick because that goes down at 8 a.m. That is on channel 103 on Sirius 206. Yeah. So make sure you catch Sean on Jim and Sam show. Yeah. And you'll have to ask them kind of what went on directly before she went on the air and after if they heard anything afterward from her publicist. Yeah, get, I'm get, sure we'll get, get your, in. Get your Christie reports yeah, on with them, Sean. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Because <laughs> they are on Sirius Radio, and I want to take this moment to remind you all that we are on YouTube and iTunes. We would love it if you would rate, comment, and subscribe. We don't want you to miss any new episodes of Xbox 12360. Oh, my gosh. I just realized I did not tell the people who was going to be our guest today. Oh, shit. Good thing it's all over the titles because <laughs> it is a big one. A big one. We are going to have the Godfather joining us in just a few minutes. And we have got some juicy questions for him. He doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't do, do, a lot do these of at all, Christy. Oh. I, matter of fact, this might be the first show he's done. I don't think he's done another one ever. I could be mistaken. And if I am, somebody will... No doubt, correct me on it, but I think this might be the first mm-hmm. uh, appearance he's made uh, in, I don't know, what, in what podcast you would call it, podcast, land, podcast and video, world. blog, whatever. 
Well, I do want to remind everybody, rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. If they hit that subscribe button, then they'll know who's going to be our next guest. You don't have to wait for me to tell you because apparently you'll be waiting for a sec. So make sure you hit that up. And if we are not on the podcast um, app that you use, it's really easy to help us get submitted. You just um, copy our RSS feed. That's available in the description box. Contact the app support email. It's always easy to find or tweet me and I'll help you. Thanks in advance. We want to get our show out to all of you guys. So we love the you're tuning in on YouTube and iTunes. Yes. We love it. Oh, we love it. Any, we love it. We love it a lot. Any final thoughts about Nancy Grace? No. 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 I, I'm happy she was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right? I went, wait a minute. I'm happy she, she was TV canceled. What you talking about? It's bullshit that Dr. Drew was canceled, though. <laughs> you, you love you some Dr. Drew? I fucking love Dr. Drew, and I don't love Nancy Grace. Yeah. I don't hate her. <laughs> You know, she's a human being. She's a mother. Like, you know, I'm sure she's not a horrible human being, but she sure plays a good one on TV. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, let's move into this week's X Pac 12360 News. X Pac 12360 Wrestling News. We're going to start off today with a um, sad story. We're going to talk a little bit about Josh Salmon. Saman. Saman. I even wrote that out phonetically. I apologize. The story here, though, you know, we're still awaiting toxicology reports. Not a lot of news as far as cause of death. But we're talking about UFC middleweight fighter Josh. And they have um, set his memorial for this Friday. That'll take place in Tallahassee, Florida. He was 28 years old. And another... um, A bright spot to come out of this very dark story is that his family has set up the um, Josh Sam... Saman. Saman. I apologize. Don't apologize. Josh Saman MMA Foundation, which they hope to use to help aspiring young athletes. They want to help guys cover things like training expenses and travel expenses and get people properly educated on how to be a professional in the business. That was one of Josh's MOs. So good to hear that. And if you guys want to support that, you can donate to help kickstart the foundation. And we will put a link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash xpoc12360show so that you know where to go and donate to the foundation. Oh, gosh. I, you know, I know this, this is what everybody says, but I just, my thoughts uh, and prayers out to the family and the friends. I, I, you know, everybody says this guy was just an amazing human being and uh, an absolute credit to MMA. And he had his own uh, promotion in Florida, his own uh, fight promotion. And, uh, and like, you know, this is going to be a great legacy for for Josh, this foundation. And I hope people can find it in their hearts to uh, break open their checkbooks or their break or whip out their credit card and make a donation. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, moving on to Mr. Bill Goldberg. I like this story because in one of our very first episodes, we talked about the rumors that he may be returning to WWE. And you said, never say never. And And now you're right. Yeah. And I also (laughs) said, why not? Give me one good reason why not. Like, there's all good reasons why and very few why not. And um, I think this is going to be really good. Look, uh, if this... If the storyline, if the angle is built up right for for Brock mm-hmm. and uh, and Bill, mm-hmm. uh, 
and the people are really into it, they will be able uh, to put to, to put together one hell of a, a compelling match. It, look, sure. the their styles, you know, and I've said this, you know, they're both the type of guy that would throw throw their opponents around and maybe not be so comfortable being the ones getting thrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. But that said, I think that they're both uh, they're they're both going to come are. together and uh, eventually. When when time comes, they're going to have a hell of a match. Right. And there's not a whole lot of details yet, but Paul Heyman issued a challenge to Bill Goldberg, and then Bill was on ESPN uh, last week. And so this would be his first time in a WWE ring since WrestleMania 20. And reports are, Jim Ross said he's been told that this match between Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg will go down at Survivor Series in November. Dave Meltzer is reporting that the Goldberg deal calls for just one match against Lesnar, and that's it, that this is not a full-time return to WWE. However, last night on Talking Smack, Daniel Bryan and Renee Young seemed to confirm these reports, kind of the first we've heard from WWE, directly sort of let it slip. Renee um, said um, she just referenced Raw recently signing Bill Goldberg, and Daniel Bryan said, I'm excited to see that match, and kind of made a joke about it, but they, they definitely let it slip. Yeah, I'm sure they accidentally let it slip. Oh, oh, you call conspiracy on that. They totally had me. Mm, Did they? Yeah. Yeah, right. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know I'm just waiting for Renee Young to make a mistake over there so I can say, hey. Yeah, that's right. I'm just kidding. I love you, Renee. Randy Savage. You know what he always says? Let the competition eliminate themselves. Mm. On that note... One guy who has stepped into WWE competition, quite surprisingly so, is a man named James Ellsworth. Now, this is a guy who was brought in to just simply be a jobber. On What's a, a jobber? A, oh, I'm sorry. Is that a word I'm not supposed to say? I don't know. Um, what does lo- it mean? He came in to be local enhancement talent. Thank there you, Sean. There you go. Enhancement talent. <laughs> <There> you- <laughs> Uh, and that was in July on Raw against Braun Strowman, and he actually made such a uh, such an impression on everybody. Vince McMahon told him after that, you killed it. Chris Jericho called him up to congratulate him. Then they had him on SmackDown again. You guys might remember a couple weeks ago when AJ Styles couldn't find a tag team partner. They were going to stick him with James Ellsworth, and James actually ended up getting attacked on his way to the ring by The Miz, who took his place, but it was quite a beatdown. That just got him over even further with the crowd, and now he has been given a world title match against AJ Styles because he beat AJ last night on SmackDown in a non-title match. So Daniel Bryan said, hey, let's put the belt on the line. It'll go down on October 18th. James Ellsworth versus AJ Styles. So this guy's been wrestling for over 14 years. And um, he's a promoter for Adrenaline Championship Wrestling in Maryland, actually. He runs his own promotion. Oh, that's where I know that guy from. Oh, you know him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this is so this is him. You know he he's a little guy. Okay. He's yes. he's a little guy and a f- kind of a funny side story. He has been doing extra stuff for them for years. But he initially just sent in his resume on the website that they have recruit.wwe.com, which I assumed they just never checked. But apparently that's how James slid in there, and now he's got a title shot. Good for James. And you know I, I'm pretty sure that people will tune in to watch it. Mm. 
For sure. Yeah. Everyone is so behind him. And there's been the segment last night on SmackDown was really comedic. He plays it off well. So looking forward to that one on October I just, 18th. I think that uh, there's been a lot of comparisons to this guy called the one two three kid. I don't see it. Oh. Other than the, the upset victory, I don't see it. It's just it's it's And the fans loving things. him. Yeah, but besides that, I just think, you know, I mean, not everybody that has an upset victory is the new one, two, three kid. That's right. He's the original James Ellsworth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. Oh, I love James. Well, we'll keep you posted on how that turns out because I'm sure we can't guess. Me neither. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I know you guys were all waiting for this for this ball to drop. It's not like we weren't going to talk about Paige, Paige's second wellness violation. This is not an old story. You are we are not on repeat. Paige has been um, suspended once again. This time for sixty days for violating the WWE wellness policy. But it gets real sticky after this. She went on Twitter and said, same shiz, different day. Kids, please don't get prescriptions or doctor's notes. Not acceptable. She also added, rules apply depending on your status. So her father kind of elaborated on Facebook, and this is where the shiz really hits the fan. He said, he claimed that she had been prescribed painkillers. He says that this neck injury she's dealing with is very, very serious, and that she's been taking pain medications, and that also he said that WWE has let Paige down big time in the USA and not giving her proper care and advice about her injury. Mm. They, of course, took a major, major uh, offense to that, and WWE released a statement yesterday saying Soraya J. Bevis, that's Paige, tested positive for an illegal substance, not a prescription drug. WWE is providing world-class medical care for her in-ring injury. So they wanted people to know this is not just because of um, her injury and the prescription drugs, that she tested illegal for an illegal substance. Mm. I just, you know, I, I can't comment on any of that that stuff that's still, you know, open for speculation. Well, I can mm-hmm. comment. I'm just, I'm, I choose not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, WWE well, is saying it was an illegal uh, substance. And that's fine. They can say that. Um, m- here's my take on it. Uh, and it's just the part uh, involving getting on social media and responding to all this and, you know, commenting. And I've been guilty of doing the exact same thing in the past when you really want to get your side out there and, mm-hmm. you know, you have this platform to do it. It's really hard not to. But stay the fuck off of social media at at times like this. Just stay the fuck off it and have your family stay off it. Just tell everybody to shut the fuck up. Interesting. Just my advice, and it's good advice to take. Interesting you say that because Paige and her boyfriend, Alberto Del Rio, talked to TMZ early uh, this morning or, or late last night, I believe it was, and she didn't say a word. But he, of course, had a lot of comments, and they asked him again about this incident that went down a couple weeks ago in San Antonio where he was attacked by knife. And several different stories have come out. He has said, oh, it was a car accident. Then it was a homeless man. And now he's saying, it was somebody disrespecting my girl, and I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he started talking about WWE trying to drive a wedge between he and Paige, and that her um, suspension is, he called it BS. 
He says, I don't know why there are so many people trying to break up this relationship. We're happy and that all that that's all that matters. He talked about the people on the internet saying he doesn't want to give any more details about the story because of the internet haters. Um, I think the problem is that he's given so many different accounts of the story, but he also um, confirmed that this did happen outside a restaurant and said that it was actually his friend's restaurant, his business partner, that he's opening a restaurant with. Okay. So a few more details, but still that whole story is very fishy, and he has really started to speak for Paige on this suspension and, and just kind of adding more fuel to the fire. So it's crazy what's been going on with Paige and Del Rio the last couple months. Yeah, it is, and it's unfortunate because I really like the both. I, I like them both a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I just... I've I've been in obvious. I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now that I've been in several situations in my life where you know things were complete mess and you know chaotic, and uh, I just don't wish it on anyone. I hope everything you know and every eventually everything will turn out okay for both of them. You think there's any chance that she could stay at WWE after all this going on? Um, if if you, I'm gonna guess and. I'm just going to say that prob- this is probably the end of her first run there, mm-hmm. uh, b- but um, I think she will be back. Okay. She's an extremely talented young lady. Another never say never. part of the problem. She was so young, mm-hmm. so young. When I met her in FCW, she was, gosh, I don't think, she was still in her teens. So Yeah, she came over at 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That's about all I have to say about this story. Well, I know you guys are all going to continue to talk about it and to send me all the juicy tidbits that you find online. And you can always do that at Christy Reports because I am your managing editor and chief correspondent of AfterBuzz TV's Pro Wrestling News Division. This has been your X-Pac 12360 News of the Week, and we will be right back, I am excited to say, with The, the Godfather. Godfather. Stay tuned. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. We're back on X-Pac 12360 with this man. He began his career as the Soul Taker, scoring his first heavyweight championship in 1989, going on to cast a spell on us as Papa Shango in WWF and wreaked havoc with the Nation of Domination, where his most memorable gimmick came with a train of ladies. All aboard! The Godfather is here today. Hello, Godfather. Man, what's going on? What's everybody doing, man? Well, right now we're listening to your music. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. We thought we'd give you a musical (laughs) intro. Okay. So so what should we call you? Charles, Papa, Bear? uh, What's it going to be today, man? You call me you want to call me because you call me all, all of those things, man. So you call me whatever you feel like. You can call me Charles. You can call me Papa. You can call me Godfather. I think you normally used to call me Charles, if I'm not mistaken. It, dep- I, 
it depended on the situation, I think. But hey, Charles, let me ask you uh, right off the top, right off the top, how does it feel to be a Hall of Famer now, man? Yeah. Oh man, I got I got put in the club, man. The, the members only club. Yeah, it's man, and, it, and man. you totally it's, deserve it's, it. Yes. Here's the thing: when when they were announcing the Hall of uh, that your class of Hall of Fame, when I heard that you were going to be in in that class. Dude, I hit the roof. I was so happy, man, because you're one of the coolest cats that I've ever, ever, ever shared a locker room with, man. So I'm so happy for you when it comes to that. Oh, man, I know you I know you don't bullshit neither, man. Not I know at all, mean. man. That, that means a lot to me, bro. Yeah. It's... That means a lot to me. And um, Charles, you know, I, I think back, and um, I was last night watching, uh, Watching uh, some stuff from Memphis, and uh, you showing up down there with Larry Sharp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you went through the Monster Factory, huh? Man, I, I went through it, Sean, but I wasn't there that long, dude. I was there for literally, man. I was there for maybe a month, and Jerry Lawler seen me, and I was just so different at the time. This big black dude with tattoos. And I was just so different that, bam, next, within within three months, man, I'm wrestling Jerry Lawler in Memphis as Soul Taker. And from there, man, just, just kept working, you know, kept working. But uh, just, yeah, man, a lot of people don't know that me and Undertaker were a team there at the end called Death Express. He was Master of Pain. That's right. And I was the spell taker, man. A lot of people don't know that. That's where me and him met back in them days. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, man. And then you went and then you went on to uh now were you still in Memphis when you showed up in uh in Dallas? Were you working both places at the same time? Well I yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was working both places at the same time. And because uh, I know you did the GW, I, I know you were at least on one or two GWF tapings, and I was down there too at that time. But we missed but, each other back then. Yeah, but see, the G, that, that was all TV only when I was part of it. Yeah, uh, I think they were doing TV like every 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 Friday every other week. We're doing TV, but I don't ever I don't even know if it was ever a territory. But I was there just doing TV at the beginning, and I was there for a minute. I did I did a few shows. Yeah, it, well, here's the thing. It was strictly TV. There was two house shows, uh, and uh, one was in Gadsden, Alabama, and the other one is, was in uh, uh, Cobb County Civic Center in Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> How you guys remember that stuff after all the matches you've had? I'll never know. Hey, Charles, um, tell, tell us a little bit about your time in Germany. Oh, man. What a, I mean, I, when I was over there, I got booked over there. Scott Hall was there. Yeah. Chris Benoit was there. Owen Hart was there. Uh, Dave Taylor was there. Wow. Finley was there. Salvatore Bologna was there. Eddie Steinbrock was there. And that was the group that was there that whole year that I was there, man. And that was, I don't, I don't know if I, I learned how to drink more, party more, or wrestle more, but. I had a lot of good time out there, man. It was it was just wild. You'd wrestle just about every day, and you'd be in the same town for like thirty days. You'd be in Hanover, and then 
And the next child would be Bremen, and you'd be in that town for 40 days. And then you might have to go to Glatz, Austria, or Vienna, Austria. And then it was just pretty cool, man. It, it was pretty damn cool. And you'd wrestle in these, these uh, you'd follow the Oktoberfest, and uh, you wrestled in these pits. But it drew every night, and just, I mean, just look at the talent that I named that was on that those shows, man. Yeah, amazing talent, right? And and how about the living situation? Did you have your own caravan? How'd that work for you? <laughs> well, is this a PG? Uh, no, yeah, no. You let it fly, bro. Let, me do it. let it fly, Charles. All right. Well, they had caravans out there, but me being who I am, and you know me pretty well. Oh yeah. I would. Uh, I would go out and uh, take one of the guys like Dave Taylor, or usually it would be Dave Taylor, somebody that spoke German, and, and he would go to a club, and then I would hook up with some girl that had her own place, and had her own auto, as they would say, and then I would live with her for a while, dude, and I would have her go pick Scott Hall, Chris, oh, whoever wanted to go to the gym, we got she could pick us all up or pick them up because I was living with her. Nice. And uh, we'd go to gym and you know it was. I, you know what? Some of the best times I've had was living in Germany wrestling out there. That's it was. They, it's just some of the best times I've had in wrestling. It was out in Germany. And Scott Hall said the same thing, and that's why I asked you that, Charles. And uh, you know what, what else he told me was that, like, uh, as far as the caravans went, um, all the single guys that like to party would have their caravans in one area, and all the the people with their wives and kids would have theirs in the in you know a separate area. Yeah, I, dude, I was I had a caravan the whole time and never slept in the damn place. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever do anything in the th- in the caravan, Charles? Uh, I smoke a lot of ash. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, Charles. Uh, you know, I know this, and but a lot of people don't know this because you know um, the Godfather was all about uh, rolling a fatty for this pimp daddy. But you know, and you talk about um, you know smoking some a bit of hash in uh, in Europe back in the day. But there was a, quite a while when. You know, you weren't really much of, of the of the cannabis guy. You were strictly, you know, the Jack Daniels guy, right? I when I was when I was Papa Shango, I was whiskey, Jack Daniels and beer, man. It's all, Jack Daniels. It's all I drink. Jack Daniels and beer. Never smoked in my life. And believe it or and not, went, I'm sorry, and, Charles. And I'm not going to name names, but I'd be in the car riding for a deep man and. The guys in the car would be soaked, and I'd literally have my head out the window so I didn't have to smell the shit, all right? <laughs> and uh, when I was going through this divorce, uh, a, a friend of mine, you know the man named Freddie. Oh, yeah. I went and stayed, I went and stayed a week with Freddie, and then... Uh, he goes I by Big Worm it, now, but, by the way. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Sorry about um, that. I, I spent a week with him, and I tried smoking. I went to the gym with Hawking Animal, and I probably had the best workout that I've ever had in my life. Uh, it opened up my eyes, dude. I stopped drinking. I stopped, I stopped doing pills, stopped doing a lot of stuff, man, and it just 
to this day, it's what I still do, you know. I'm a firm believer that it has a lot of good things. Besides just getting high, it has a lot of benefits to it, too. Amen, Charles. I mean, it's it's been amazing uh, for me, man. It's It's been a lifesaver for me. And, and uh, you know, just like a lot of... Uh, our friends, you know, like, you know, we've gone down that road with the pills and the booze and all that. And I mean, it's such an amazing alternative to going down that road, man. And hey, you know, this is the funny thing that a lot of people will, uh, uh, sorry if, if this embarrasses you, but Charles Wright, the Godfather, knows the words to every single Hank Williams Jr. song I think that was ever put out. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad you can, I'm proud of that. That's not something I highlight. To this day, I'm proud of that. Uh, that's great. Oh, I'm, man. A, I'm probably a lot more country than people think I am. And I used to say I got a lot of redneck in me, but now I just say I got a lot of country boy in me. And then, um, hey, Charles, can we talk about your time in the motorcycle gang? Yeah. Can you can you include uh, all the people at home that uh, are listening? I'm getting there and giggling back. I've uh, I, I, always been a little different, man. And I was like, when I came to Vegas, probably in about 83, uh, I, I was a biker, rode Harleys when most of the black guys rode Hondas at the 750s. I rode a Harley and came out here and started getting tattooed and hanging out with more uh, biker types. So this is... I'm probably six five, three hundred pounds. And so I started getting tattoos and meet more biker types people and it was kind of the way that I was living and I was an old country boy anyway. And so they started a club out here called the Thugs. And uh I was in that club for a long time. For a long time I was in that club. Until I got into wrestling and then uh the club was kind of going in a different direction in which the original OG started it were going so I kind of retired a uh, I don't even know what the words they used for it I'm a, a retired member or something like that right on well you talked a little bit about nice. in Germany you had to you you liked to find a girl and then live with her instead of spending time on the caravan so is that where this whole idea of like finding the ladies in every city came from like once the hoe train came no, along were you no, in charge no, of that look, look, I always from day one I've always worked in strip clubs from day one. Even when I was playing football in Reno, I worked in strip clubs. And so uh, the, the whole thing, <laughs> you know what, I just, I've always known how to, to communicate with dancers. I just put it that way. And uh, I've been in them, I'm still in, I was at D-Lo. D-Lo Brown works for me at my club here in Vegas. I got a club called Cheetahs. Dino Brown works for me. And so I still, I can't get away from naked women. But I just know the business well. Uh, that character was just d- developed out of my personality, which involves those girls, and, basically. You know, speaking of that that character, Charles, um, you know, going back to, well, um, it, actually the mo- motorcycle thing made me, uh, think of one uh, particular moment when you first started the comma character. Remember that? And they brought, uh, and they brought you a Harley, but it was a sportster. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. And, yeah. and um, that's considered a female. That's considered a lady's bike. Right. And Charles well, had to ride. Big stuff guy's bike. Yeah. But I think you, I think you actually drove that to the ring one time on television. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't even know if it made TV, but it was a sportster. And, and I'm like, do you guys even know what this thing is? It can't be right. Yeah, anyway, I tried to explain to him. It looked like it, it looked like something that's it looked like Medusa's bike actually, but uh, <laughs> she like a monkey, monkey, you know what in the football? Actually, yeah, monkey fucking the football. That was one of Chief Strong, Chief J Strongbow's favorite things to say. But actually, Medusa, yeah. I think uh, wrote a fat boy. I don't even think she wrote a fucking sportster. Oh, man, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Sorry about that. Hey, so, but that brings me, like, okay, from, okay, Kama uh, uh, was part of the Nation of Domination, but during that time, you evolved from Kama into the Godfather. And um, that whole thing, as far as I remember, Charles, and I remember you talking about it and and putting it all together, that's that was your creation. The Godfather was yours, all yours. Am I not? Am I right or wrong about that? The Godfather was all me, my wife, and my high ass friends that I used to smoke with yeah. on Wednesdays and Thursdays when I was home. Yeah, and shout and out to was, Denise, by the way. Gotta give, oh yes, she's yeah. not here right now. She's out getting something done to herself. She's so beautiful. But as it is, but she is, always- man, and she is amazing, dude. And she's and she stayed in the game for how long now? Wow. Oh, well, we've been married sixteen years. Wow, man. And uh, and uh, yeah, I've known her for probably nineteen. And didn't she used Isn't to actually? Crazy? You know, when when we were going. She still looks as good as she did, man, back in the day when we were all on the road. She was hanging out with me. You're absolutely right. You know, Charles, I, I, that's the first thing I thought when I saw her at Hall of Fame ceremony. It was, my God, she looks exactly the same. Just amazing. But Oh, dude, believe me. I married way up on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't Denise used to help recruit uh, the hoes for the hoe train? Dude, yeah, Denise used to do everything. She used, yeah. to, uh, she used to help on the road. You know, me and Tate and uh, the twins and the Aerosmiths, we at first we started getting them, and then it kind of really took off. And once it really took off, Vince got involved, and then they would they they assigned somebody to getting them, and then it got to the point where I had a certain deal with a lot of the girls that would. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you the deal if you want to hear it. Yeah, I had you know I had a deal with a lot of the girls on the house shows that I would book myself, and. Uh, I don't know if you want to hear that story. Yeah, hell yes. yeah, I want to hear it. Because <laughs> I don't think I've heard this one. You probably a benefit of it a bunch of times you don't even know. My deal with, with, I'm not, my deal with, with the girls was, I'm like, listen, if you guys ever want to do this again, don't wait for the office to, to call you. Don't wait for anybody to call you. Just say, Godfather said I can do it, and that's all you need to do. I said, this is what I want from you. I, I would tell them, this is a true story. I would tell them, you go tell your boyfriends that the Godfather wants a quarter ounce of the best weed that they have. Nice. That he can <laughs> I said, and your boyfriends will be so bad that I don't want to fuck you or I don't want you to fuck all my friends that they're going to get me the best weed that they can get me. And so this is after, you know, after about three or four months of making the loop, come on, man. Every town I go to, these hoes would be bringing me weed. And I can't, I know that you sat with me many a times. Oh, yeah. And I'd have a bunch of weed, and we all would have it. And we always all took care of each other, the smoking guys. So that's and, where that weed thats where that weed came from we were smoking? Yeah. No wonder. I, I would always have it right away because the girls, then they would say they want to get it to me early. 
and you know, make sure that they were on the show, so they'd come to my hotel, and they'd, they'd, drop, you know, they'd drop me off. Dude, you know we'd be there for one day and have to fly out, and they'd oh, give yeah. me like a half an ounce and shit. And I just oh, come on, man. Always, I can't smoke a half an ounce in a night. Bullshit. <laughs> don't, even, don't even go there, Charles, because I've seen you go through an ounce in a day I don't know how many times. It was ridiculous, man. It was to the point where I was tapping out. I'm like, fuck it. I've had enough. How much fucking weed do we need to smoke? <laughs> All right, well, I was trying to make you sound good, but maybe I could, but sometimes I could. Dude, it was, I remember, I remember specifically you burning through an ounce a day. Mind you, you were sharing with everyone that partook. Uh-huh. Well, I was, you know, my, <laughs> I was going probably do two, three ounces of weed a week. Mm. Well, when other people are bringing it to you, what the hell, right? <laughs> yeah. No wonder you and were so just, popular with the other guys like, on the road. You know what? I never smoked a drink test. Hey, me neither. Well, actually, that's not true. <laughs> I failed a couple, but only for weed. But that was back in the 90s, man. Remember how they were testing this in the early 90s, Charles? Yeah, man. I don't even know if they were going after me. I'm watching a, a picture with Adam Chandler, and I'm sorry. That's uh, all right. I'll check him there. And there's a bathroom scene, and it made me think of me, you, and I'm not going to mention the other people. One time being in the bathroom, that's when they came out with those little... The those Hello Neighbor. Thing where you take a hit, and you blow, it through, you blow your hit through this little cigarette. Looking you're the first person. You're the first person I saw. You brought those around. They, I don't know if you remember what they were called. They were called Happy or Friendly Neighbor or Hello Something Neighbor. And it looked yeah, something like that. And it looked like and a, I was, uh, it looked like a it looked like a, a tube of chapstick. But you took you <laughs> took the hit, and then you blew it out through this thing, and it came out the other side smelling like cherries or strawberry or whatever flavor the damn thing was. Because the only thing that didn't work with me was I was taking such a big-ass fist that yeah. I started fucking coughing while I was trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, and stunk, it stunk to dressing the, the, the locker room bathroom up. <laughs> and you know what happened right after that? Um, Shane McMahon came to me and said, Look, man, I'm not asking much. Just can you guys go outside and smoke? Not in the fucking buildings? And I'm like, Shane, that's not too much to ask. <laughs> and then we got uh, caught. Me and, you, me and you have been popped a few times together in different places. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh man. <laughs> this is fun, I'm man. I'm picturing it. This is fun. I'm so glad you came on the show, man. I know you don't do these uh, things. Oh, man. I, uh, that's the sad thing is most of the... Most of the stories that involved me involve smoking weed or women. <laughs> but none of them really are. I don't are, know if that's good or bad. But, did, I mean, really, were, did, were we harming anyone? Man, I'm telling you what, bro. I was living the dream, man, and, and people have no idea. And you know me, how close the Godfather and Charles Wright are the same person. That's why to it worked. Day, that's why it worked, Charles. You know, to this day, to just how I've lived my life today, man. It just, you know, I knew I was going to be talking to you, so I sit here and took like three or four nice dab hits off my rig. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just cool, man. Life, I've been pretty blessed in life. I got a great family, man. I'm very content in life. I get to uh, smoke and stay happy, do my job, 
you know, make a little money, man, and just just have just enjoy life, man. You know, try to get out, keep out of all this other nonsense. That's what's up, man. <laughs> Talking about your kids, what do they think about the whole the Godfather persona and um, all these kind of antics that everyone in the world knows about? What do your kids say about that? Dude, my kids, it built me. <laughs> they see so much more than just the wrestling. The wrestling, Bradshaw said in the Hall of Fame when he uh, announced me, uh, he said it, man, that, you know, in my case, I had to calm down my character in wrestling from my real life. And that's so true. My kids have seen it, man. My kids have seen a lot more than what you've seen on uh, TV. And what's clear, I have a 30-year-old daughter, a 27-year-old son, a 24-year-old son, and a 12-year-old that's at home now. All right? Not one of them's been in jail. They've all been through school. They all work. And none of them smoke, okay? Not every one of them have grown up with me smoking in the house, you know? So, uh, it's just, I'm just dead, man. And dead, and dead, a lot of people know me as Bear. Bear's almost in Vegas in some places, Bear's almost bigger than the Godfather. You know, Godfather's just something Bear did, you know? Yeah. So, it's just, uh, you really have to know me. Sean knows me real well, man. I'm, I'm a real, I'm really a character. But, uh, I ain't a bad dude, man, and I've, I've been pretty fair with everybody. Sean's always been a great dude. Um, it's always been a pleasure knowing him, man. He's always been cool with me. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, yeah. we've both been through a few things. Hey, Charles, I I was thinking about this one time. We, Do you remember, okay, in the early 90s, at the end of your Papa Shango run, you left, but then you came back for a European tour. You remember that? Uh-huh. And uh, we were on the bar one night, like during that tour, and uh, and I'm just sitting there and I'm drunk and acting like you know I'm I was the kid and you know being the kid. Anyways, I felt like I, I, I kept getting hit in the head with peanuts, and uh, I didn't know who was doing it, but there was peanuts on on my table too. So I took one, put it in my thumb, and I flipped it backwards. And it flew across the room, and it hit Taker right in the eye. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it, I, I, the, the ooh, the ooh in the bar didn't even get get a chance to die down before all of a sudden I feel this big old python wrap around my neck and lift me up <laughs> out of my seat in the rear chin lock and could have squeezed my head off, and it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's good how this story's gonna end. <laughs> oh shit! No, it's just. I mean, it just reminded me um, of how tight you and Taker were, man. You guys would die for each other. Man, we've been through it, bro. Oh that, shit! That man, we've been through it in life just like you've been through with your brothers, man. Oh yeah. I, you know, you can tell mine. We've been through it. When I talk, when we talk to each other now, we, we never talk wrestling. Wrestling doesn't even come up. We talk really? about everything but wrestling, you know. Wow. But, uh, he's... Hey, Charles. What? Hey, can we talk yeah. about BSK and the click, that whole thing? Because <laughs> yeah. you were the one that actually set the record straight on what BSK actually means. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had nobody. I, no, shit, we didn't know back then. It, it was... Uh, it was yeah, it, I did. Nobody would say that. It I was, just got tired of people thinking what it was, and 
having us to be these thugs that are out the street. Dude, another thing, I, I don't ever, ever remember having a problem with you, Hunter, Triple A, or fucking Razor, Deathbrush, Nash. I've never in my life had a problem with you guys. And I always hear that we have these problems. If we had these problems, I sure never had No, there was never one. That's the funniest thing about it, and that's why I brought it up, because all this myth and lore got got created over something that all it was was kind of a, a fucking inside joke almost. Like, okay, you're the click. Well, we're BSK, because y'all like to yeah. play Bones, you know? We were nothing more than guys that played dominoes and hung out together. That's it. And everybody... I just thought it was... You know, everybody else said, it's Taker's group. I'm like, no, that was Yoko's group. Yep. Yeah. So Anyway, I'm like, if people always bring up these... Wasabio said this, and this one said that. I'm like, listen, I know all those dudes, but they're all my friends. I've never, ever had issues with any of them guys. We were probably looking out for each other more than anything. Most definitely. Times we had out the road, we had to cover each other's back from certain shit out there that it, back in the days when it was a little crazy. Oh, yeah. I can remember this situation that happened in uh, up in Moncton. And uh, that's up in the, the, the Maritimes area, Halifax and all that. And there was this one bar called Ziggy's we all used to go to, Charles. And, uh, and it was like, it was us and the bunch of like a bunch of the locals surrounding us because they didn't like us showing up and and macking on their ladies you know what i mean right and so you know it it was like a deal where we were surrounded and and then the car pulls up the black cadillac and out comes yoko out comes uh junior fatu uh quiche uh i think you might have been there but anyways i mean motherfuckers parted like the red sea it was great (laughs) Because we watched each other's back That's out it. there, man. People didn't understand back then, man, is is when uh, there wasn't no cell phones, there wasn't no laptops, or there wasn't no PlayStation, there wasn't all that, man. We Every night you went out drinking. You went to the strip club just about every night. You were at least at the bar or the strip club every night. You know, you remember that? Then the whole card would go on. That's how I was brought up. Yeah, that's how yeah. I was brought up too. And and I was taught that that's where all the all the all business is done in the bar after the show. Yeah, man. So I know it's a lot different than that now, but that's how I I was brought up. It is. Yeah. It is a lot different, you know. And and I think that and 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 it becoming different and it evolving. I think that. The outlaw spirit has been lost for the most part, but Charles, I'll take it in in trade for not watching my my uh, my colleagues die early uh, deaths. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, dude. I I hey, just go back that weed. I can't tell you how many of those guys of our friends have died that I used to try to get to smoke weed and get off this other bullshit. Hey. And you know that's true. I know it hundred percent. I try to get everybody to just smoke weed instead of this other shit. Just get high, man. Yep. Ah. Hey, man. So many of our bros, man. So many. It's slowing down, thank God. I think a lot of guys are getting smart to it. And a lot of us that are still left around, 
we're getting smart and figuring out we got to take better care of ourselves before it's too late. Yeah, hey, I figured it out finally. If I could figure it out, I think pretty much anybody can. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've carried you. I've carried you in a few times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you have. <laughs> by by the back of my pants. <laughs> like I was a six pack of beers of shit. <laughs> well what happens now when you guys get together and hang out? I don't do many of these these things, believe me. I, I I do very few of these things. And you know that because you probably never see me on the road. Yeah. But when I hear it was you, I'm like, oh, for him, I'll do it anywhere, man. That's what Christy said. And I just got this big old grin on my face. I'm like, trust me, I don't know if I've ever heard him do another show before. So, man. I don't. I don't because I don't want to tell those stories, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you coming on here and telling them to us, man. Shit, it's good talking to you, man. I'm going to have to come to Vegas and see you at the Cheetah. Yeah, I would love you to come to see me at the Cheetah. You don't even have to come to the Cheetah. You can come to my house. You can come to whatever, but I'd love to see you. Nice. Yeah, well, I've, I haven't I've, been in a while. It's been a, it's been a minute, probably since WrestleMania. Yeah, since the Hall of Fame. But uh, no, I mean, people don't understand. Like, as far as like the boys go, like we cannot see each other or talk to each other for like a couple of years or even longer at a time, and then we see each other, and it's like, bam, like like it was yesterday. You know, we just pick up oh, where we yeah. left off. No, you're exactly right, man. I'm just, you're exactly right. Especially the ones that are really friends. Man. So, go ahead, Christy. I know you're dying to jump in on our private I, I conversation here. Get, I do want to <laughs> get some juicy questions in since The Godfather doesn't speak out a whole lot. And Jimbo in the booth is not here with us today, but he tweeted me a question. And he wanted us to ask you about the brawl for all. Was that something that you liked? Did you think it was sort of ahead of its time, or was it a waste of time and talented wrestlers? What's your take now? Uh, you know, I, um, I thought it was cool. I mean, I got knocked the fuck out, but you know, I, I, I just my problem was I should have I didn't take it as serious as I should have. I thought I was just going to go in there and go through everybody, and you know, well, no, you I did didn't. pretty much until and. Till the end, I mean, I shit, Charles, you made it to the fucking finals. Oh, hey, you. <laughs> hey, you know, you go out there now and you're out of it. They came to me, I, and I, Bradshaw said it wasn't his idea, but it was Bradshaw's idea, and they came to me, and they're like, we'll pay you this much for each one, and then I'm like, hey, I ain't afraid, fuck, I'll get out there. I ain't afraid uh, to fight. <laughs> I just hated it, man. Personally, I hated everything about it, because I hated seeing... Uh, the boys going out there and headhunting on each other like that, you know, with bad intentions. And it just fucking, it bothered me, man. You know, all really? the guys that got injured and, and everything because of it. And so that well, part, I, 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 I did too. I, I got fucking injured. But, you know, I bet you me and your life's been a lot different, man. And I've been in so many fights and yeah. so many bar fights and beaten all type of bad shit that, I could fight with somebody and go have a beer with you later, man. Like I fought Flash Funk, and uh, I told him, "Dude, whatever happens, let's just go out and smoke one, and like we always do, you know." Yeah. And after that shit, I fought him, and I was hitting him pretty good, and uh, we went and smoked afterwards. So nice. It wasn't as hard. I'm sorry that so many people got hurt, 
It seemed like the only people that came out of that thing was me and Bradshaw that had anything left, a career. That's correct. You know, it kind of ended everybody else's career. Yeah, it did, man. It, it was brutal. I, and I hated seeing what happened with Bart getting thrown into that deal with Butterbean like that, man. That was shit. You could you know, I was, I was, I'm not going to say Butterbean was smoking, but I'm just going to say this. <laughs> I was in a room smoking, and Butterbean was in the room. Yeah. And we were talking about it. And he said, this is what he, I swear, I, what I can remember. He told me, he said, I told Vince, I'm going to knock this kid out in, in seconds. And he says, here's the bottom line. No matter how good Butterbean is or is not, Butterbean had like 150 fights. So yeah. no matter how many fights he has had, he's had 150 professional fights against professional fighters. We're just guys out there, tough guys throwing punches. We are not professional fighters. So how long do you really think it was going to take Butterbean to knock this kid out. And he said, I'm going to knock him out within the second. I ain't going to fuck with him. And he did. Wow. He's a professional. It was, I mean, now that part. You know, I saw, I saw Butterbean. We never heard from you. I saw Butterbean a couple weeks ago, man. He He's not doing too good, man. He could barely walk. And um, it was sad because he was a pretty cool guy, man. I always tell you he was very cool. Yeah, I liked him, but you know. Another yeah. dude I thought was real cool off the subject was Little Joe C. Remember Joe C? Yeah, man. Thank you for bringing that up, man. Because one one, and he loved our business so much. He wanted to quit uh, working for Bob for Kid Rock and come and come uh, sign with WWE. And they were almost ready to do it, and then they just got spooked because of his health issues. Yeah, man. I spoke so much with that little yeah. dude. Well, that's yeah, all he could do. He was a cool dude. He had celiac disease. He died from celiac disease at 25 years old. And this is Kid Rock's little person, yes. right? And don't you? And you know, he used to say, "I'm not a fucking midget." That was his. That was his thing, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, you know, he had to take. He had a feeding tube in his stomach, and he had to take 80 pills a day just to live. And the only thing that he could do to relieve stress was uh, was use cannabis. Because it wasn't toxic to, uh, to his body. Mm-hmm. So, You're right. Yeah. And uh, thank you for bringing that up, man. I miss him, man. He called me and left me a message right before he passed. And, and I, when, I uh. lis- when I listened to his message, I could just tell there was like, he was heartbroken because, you know, the whole thing with the, with the WWE signing with, with Vince fell through. And, uh, man. Yeah. So, man, what a cool yeah, fucking Yeah, I like to do man. And his hands were so little, I don't know if you remember this, he could roll a really nice joint. But his hands were so small, he couldn't run a blood. So he'd always be like, come on, you can't roll with the joint, bro, you can't roll with the joint. I'd run. So I'd run up, I'd see him, I'd always roll up two or three big bloods. His, his joints he rolled looked like Virginia Slims. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just, because I know that you liked it as always, I bought his name up because I yeah, know you were man. friendly with him. Yeah, I always liked that, the dude, man. man. I always tried to teach him. I always tried to show him a lot of respect because I don't think his buddy uh, Kid Rock showed him much. But I'm not even gonna get into that. Right? Yeah, I won't get into that either. Uh, hey, so um, what about what about Ice T? That was pretty sweet, man. I remember remember uh, when he uh, uh, came. It was WrestleMania in Anaheim. 
and he came out um, with you, man. That was pretty sweet. Did you ever build a relationship with him outside of that? Nah, I mean, I had some bad blood with him, man. Oh, uh, really? Before, before all that. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to bring it up. Fuck. <laughs> nah, and, and, uh, and, and that ties how, how Vince could be, and Vince could be, and Vince knew that. And so all of a sudden, next thing I know, Vince knew of the little bad blood that I had with him. Next thing I know, I was trying to get, when I was going through Snoop Dogg, I was trying yes. to get Exhibit to do my song. And next thing I know, Ice T did my song. That weak ass Pippin' Pippin' Ain't Easy song, whatever it was. Right. And uh, next thing I know, I'm, off of, I'm walking out of WrestleMania with him. And not only walking out of WrestleMania with him, uh, me and Dio are in the tag, and they're going over me. Uh, <laughs> sometimes Vince will fuck with you, man. Oh, sometimes? Sometimes? Oh, shit. Try all the time. Especially if you're in your own hometown. Have you ever won working for Vince? Have you ever won in your own hometown ever once? Very, very seldom, man. Very seldom. Very oh, seldom. shit. Because I, I know this one time we had Raw in Atlanta at the, at the Georgia Dome in front of like 40,000 people. And uh, that's, that's Ron Simmons' hometown, right? So I yeah. look on the sheet and or on the on the lineup, and I'm in a singles match with Ron. Guess who went over? Me. Yeah. <laughs> there there oh, there damn man! One name that hasn't come up yet is The Rock, and I'm just wondering if Godfather did you sort of foresee The Rock becoming as big of a star as he is and sort of transcending pro wrestling? Vince came to me and Ron. And he called me around to his office. And he said, do you guys know who this kid is? Rocky Maivia, whatever they called him. And I didn't know who the hell he was. Ron did. And, he, and Vince's exact words, what I can remember was, if I can remember this right, we're about to make this kid the biggest thing wrestling's ever seen. Bam, I'm going to put him in the nation and that went off. But that's how that conversation started. Uh, at first, me... Ron, D'Lo, and The Rock were riding together in the nation. But The Rock, the Rock came to me, the lady came to me one day and said, Big man, he said, I, I, I can't ride with you guys no more. And I'm like, why is that? He said, because every time I go do an interview, every time I do an appearance, I'm smelling like weed. Because I don't even smoke weed. Hey, it's your fucking car, hey. man. <laughs> they want to ride with you. They're well, going to have to I, smell some I weed. Will this, I will say this about him. I will just tell you how he's one of the coolest dudes in the business, yes. man. Uh, I was happy for him that he got that he has done what he's done. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, man. I, I ain't got anything bad to say about him. He's always a cool dude with me. Uh, I, the people that I find that that do have anything negative to say about him are pretty much uh, full of sour grapes and 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 just haters, man. Because the guy did everything right, Charles. He did everything you know how you should do it. You did. Other people didn't. That have got not even close to that, but close to that. Didn't do it the way he did. He did it right. So you can't be mad at him. And not only that, he was a pleasure to work with. 
He was an absolute yeah. pleasure to work with. And I'm not saying that right now, just trying to blow smoke up his ass because he's the biggest star in the world. That's a fact, man. He was so fucking cool to work with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to hang out with him for a while, too, man. He was, he was a cool dude, man. I, I, I always tell people, couldn't happen to a nicer dude. Hey, Charles, another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, after you became the godfather... And uh, we started doing, you know, um, our little angle, DX and, and the nation. Um, did you ever, did, were you at all pissed off at, at the fact that we dressed up and did blackface and imitated you guys? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're asking me this question. I already know you know the answer to this, but dude, you know I had no fucking problem with that. To this day, I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. Especially <laughs> when Red Dog did the fucking Dino fucking head shake in the corner and shit. Yeah. I thought that, I fucking Billy could have said more than the uh, pips up, hose down, but that's all right. But yeah. I, I had no problem with it. I thought it was funny, man. I, 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 you know what? I know all you dudes. I know the business. I know all you dudes. I know nobody had no racial fucking meeting hatred towards it. We were just having fun, making something funny, dude. It's everybody was doing. And I don't know if any other guys had a problem with it. If they did, they didn't say nothing to me about it. I, I think I might have had more problem with it than any of you guys, to be honest with you, because I, I had Probably my doubts about it. I had my doubts about it. And I when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do it, I figured if I'm going to do this shit, I'm going to make it as funny as absolutely possible because you have to, else it's gonna fucking fall flat and people are gonna shit all over it. I'm sitting here laughing out about it, man. I thought it was funny. I just wanted to clear that up. I just wondered where you stood on this on the subject. Oh, I, yeah, come on, man. It's a work. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem with it, man, whatsoever. Whatsoever. Good thing. Fuck. <laughs> Well, sure, you guys are old smoking buddies. And speaking of all this smoking, our friendship friendship has a lot more to do with just smoking marijuana. Are you gamers as well? Does that go along with it? We are brothers in professional wrestling, and that's a big fucking deal. I'm just trying to segue to 2K17. (laughs) Sorry about that. Go ahead. Hey, I just fucked up her segue. Sorry about that, Charles. Well, Godfather, you're in the the new WWE game that came out yesterday. Do you are you a gamer? Do you play it? Have you seen it? Uh, are you do you get a pre not, a, a pre-ordered a copy? I know this. Maybe Sean will help me with this. I I call Mark Carano, but he just says you're making money. I am. What if the hell is I? I'm in the game twice. I'm as Papa Shango and I'm as Godfather, but I'm as download characters. Oh, downloadable content. What does that mean? You'll make money. You'll make money. I just it's. Um, you know, just just to be honest, Charles, those video game checks aren't what they used to be. <laughs> so, oh, I know that. I, I've been under. They've had me under a, a license and a merchandise contract since I've left, and they've always they've they, they, they're actually pretty cool with me, man. Because they make a lot of they still make a lot of uh, those action figures, yeah. and I've been involved in so much from DX to Nation to. To the Rock, to Ultimate Warrior, to I've been involved with the Godfather. I've been involved in so much stuff back in those days 
that you, you know, I'm still not doing too bad with my checks. Nice. But I didn't know, like, if I, I thought it'd be better just to be in the game than be in a download character. Um, I, I don't know, man, because the truth is, is I don't play video games, Charles. Uh, yeah, I don't either. The last time I played video games, it was like Miss Pac-Man and all that <laughs> shit, you know? But, uh... Well, I'm a lo- it's pretty. It's, it's nice to be. It's nice to be in. You know, included though, and and it's nice to have a new doll out and shit like that. And and it's and it's really sweet that like somebody that wasn't even born yet knows who the fuck we are because of WWE Network. No, you're right, bro. I have more people ask me about Papa Shango now. I'm like, wow. You know, like, how the hell you know about Papa Shango? And that was a great gimmick, too, man. That was great. And you did it great. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was a little bit much for for its time, like, with the green shit coming out of uh, Warrior's head and all that. But um, <laughs> that was all great shit, man. Hey, people still talk about it. Anything that people are still talking about, good or bad, it, you know, at least they're still talking about it, so... Well, you know, I'm cool with it. You know, you know how easy girl I am, bro. Oh, yeah. And you haven't been gone entirely for, for too long. You appeared in 2013 in the Royal Rumble, and you know the 30th anniversary of the Royal Rumble is coming up soon. Is there any chance that we would see you in it or in any match? No, but they're always asking me to do stuff, but I don't really care to do it, to be honest. I just... Oh. You know, I'm unfortunate. I just, I'm not really looking to do stuff. That was kind of like something I used to do, you know? Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, I like I'm that. A lot of people, Charles, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you, so many of us can't let go and just continue to hold on. I think it's, I think it's fantastic that you're at that point in your life where it's like, hey, man, you know, I, I look back at it, uh, with a lot of fondness and their great memories, but you know, on, onward and let's move forward in life. Yeah, I mean, I made got a lot of respect for the business. I made money in the business, met a lot of good friends in the business, but I had my time there. I do signings every now and then. I do them more because places I want to see or people I want to see, I do them strictly. If I'm going to have fun, if I'm not going to have fun, which means smoking and having a good time and people taking me to different marijuana places and stuff, like I just went to Colorado Springs and had a great time. But if it's not like that, I ain't doing it. And if it involves wrestling, I'm sure the hell ain't doing it. I'm I'm not trying to get out there and get hurt, man. You know, you get out there and you forget that. You, you know, that you haven't done it in 15 years. You start doing stupid shit. Next thing you know, I'm hurt. And, you know, I'm getting too old to get hurt. I'm trying to stay unhurt. No, I'm <laughs> right there with you. Ugh. Well, we sure appreciate you coming on and talking about wrestling at least a little bit. Yeah. not. I mean, oh, I don't mind. It's a pleasure of mine talking to you guys. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Dude, I can't wait to see you, Charles. I'm, I, seriously, I'm going to come to Vegas and visit. I promise. If not, I'm sure that uh, you'll be at WrestleMania. Yes, you bet. Every year, I'm there. <laughs> I don't see you there. Not before that, I'll see you out there, bro. All right, we'll man. chop it up man, and have some fun like we always do. You better believe we it. Usually, we usually hook up sooner or later, pass each other a bed somewhere. <laughs> hey, Charles, thank you, man. And I, I miss you, man. And I, I, I can't wait to see you again soon, man. Thank you so much, bro. 
You guys take care of yourselves, bro. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, hell yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Oh, that was awesome. And we will be back with more X-Pac 12360 on AfterBuzz TV. Yeah. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. Hey, wrestling fans, if you want to see Sean X-Pac Waltman in your area, be sure to make it out to the following upcoming shows. Saturday, October 15th in Brooklyn, New York for WrestlePro. October 28th through the 30th in Dublin, Ireland for AWR. On Saturday, November 5th in LaSalle, Illinois, Sean will be making an appearance at Dreamwave Wrestling. If you have a promotion and want to book Sean Waltman on your wrestling show, send all serious appearance inquiries to showbiz at AOL.com. Back to you in the studio. Welcome back to yeah. X-Pac 12360. We are amped. Yeah. Dude, that interview was insane. No pun intended, but I'm still on a high <laughs> from, that, from that conversation with Charles. Man. So yes. much, so much good juicy stuff. He did not hold back, but not in like a crazy negative way either. Just right. fun stories um, that, and little tidbits we didn't know. There, there, there's not really any negative things I can think of when it comes to Charles. I mean, I can't think of one negative story or, or you know, of him being a dick or, <laughs> I mean, shit, I wish I could say that about myself. <laughs> uh. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe it. You, you know what? That Europe um, tour always comes up. You always bring up that Europe tour. That must have been one was of the most fun Europe times. Tour. Was it? Yeah, that was one? an early, that was a, a Couple of years earlier. Okay, that you, crazy you've had one. your fun in Europe, haven't you? Sean? I have. <laughs> I wish I could remember most of it. <laughs> oh well. Well, I can certainly understand why you don't. After speaking to the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I just am so happy with that conversation we just had. Well, we just love when we can give the fans what they're going to love, too. And I'm pretty sure they're going to love this one. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't even know if there's anything else to do after. I mean, shit. <laughs> well, we just saw a little graphic with all of your upcoming appearances. Right. Yeah. So we want to make sure that everybody comes out to see you where you're at. And they can do that also. We've also posted it on our Instagram and Facebook pages. I insist that they give us a thumbs up. Tell them, Sean. Tell them to go to our Facebook page and give us a thumbs up. And then there's always that one asshole. And it's always one, right? Uh-huh. It's just one. We've had so many as 111 thumbs up on YouTube and one thumbs down. That was our first episode. Yeah. So so we love those thumbs up. You can do it at Facebook.com slash XPOC12360show and follow us on Instagram at XPOC12360. You guys can always hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Christy Reports. Let me know if you've got some wrestling scoop. There's been so much crazy stuff going on lately. You know I love it, and I love to keep up with you. So hit me up there. And Sean, they love to reach out to you too. Where can they That's do that? That's right. And you can follow me on Twitter at the real XPOC. And thank you so much. And hey, thank you for covering my ass last week when on the on the go home on the ouch. Uh, I was supposed to say goodbye to everybody, and I was sitting there with this blank look <laughs> on my face. And, she covered my ass. We're not going by a script here, people. We are raw and real. Yeah. On XPOC 12360. And we will be again next week. We'll see you then.
From executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Christy Olson, and managing producer of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Bidonica, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV network. Buzz you later!